This is this is fine. 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 This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like, is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. Bienvenue les auditeurs français. Today, we are recording 100% in Paris. So crazy. We've got such a special in-person guest, a dear friend of mine who I call L'Etoile de Paris, principal dancer at The Moulin Rouge, founder of Ready Freddy and overall ray of human sunshine, Ali Goodbun. Ali and I have bonded over our expat experience coming from North America. She's from Toronto as well as our love for health and fitness, coffee and croissants, Shania Twain, colorful scarves, TikTok, and of course, our favorite city, Paris. I asked Ali to join us today to kick off a new series that we're launching here on This Is Fine. We're going to talk about what it's like for an expat living in Paris or an immigrant, depending on the terminology that you prefer. She's going to share her journey here, how she got to France, her day in the life, and more about what she's up to in work, life, and Parisian living in general. I am so excited to share her beautiful energy with all of you. Today's episode is going to be like an injection of dopamine and joy, perfectly timed for this very dreary winter week here in Paris. Let's get into it. Okay, Ali, thank you so much for joining today on This Is Fine. We are so honored. Yay! And you're my first in-person guest in Paris. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us go. Thanks so much for having me. This of is course. so fun. Thank you for also bringing carrot cake via bicycle in the rain today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> extremely on brand for you, to be honest. I was 10 minutes late, so it's the least I could do. No, okay. I'm really glad you were late because um, if you've been listening from the beginning, you know that we are used to producing in a state-of-the-art recording studio in San Diego. Thank you, Dan. And now that we are in Paris, we are figuring things out. Seems to be a theme for yes. my life here in Paris. Figuring <laughs> things out. And uh, today we are in the first iteration of a makeshift studio in my tiny little apartment. I love it. You're gorgeous, tiny little apartment. You are so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited. You are the first of many, I hope, to kick off a series where we are talking North Americans in Paris, the expat slash immigrant situation. We're still giggling, like, what word do we use here? <laughs> what are we? What are we? But I love this. I feel like before moving to Paris, I would have loved to have more of these to listen to. Oh, yay. <laughs> Aspiring to move to Paris myself. Yeah. I'm from Toronto, Canada, so... Big difference, big change, but I'm here for it. Let's yeah. talk. Toronto is closer to California culturally than it is to Paris. So. 100%. 100%. It's basically, I don't want to be like, it's California Northeast, but a little bit. A little bit. But yeah. I've got some like, snow. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> much more intense weather. Just a little bit. But it's so, okay. Like, I guess I'm just jumping right into it. Are you used to the weather here? I mean, yes. Okay. I've been here for two and a half years now. Yeah. And... The weather is not much different than it is in Toronto. We do have seasons in Toronto, extreme seasons. So very much so summer, winter, fall, spring, all the different temperatures. But I am feeling that in Paris, but just not as extreme. So. Yeah, totally. So you've got the full season experience. I am a little baby back bitch over here. Yeah, <laughs> much different than you, I assume. But yeah, I mean, the snow here is not as aggressive for yeah, sure. I'm like, like good without the snow. It's fine, but it is cold. 
I would prefer the snow to the rain that we're experiencing today. This is true. It just it feels so icky. I'd rather walk in the flurry, but I guess I'm not used to any kind of like heavy snow, obviously. This is true. It's been a very wet winter <laughs> here for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that you're from a different climate because you biked through the rain. And I was like, you're metroing, right? You're like, nah. No, absolutely not. I am not a fan of the metro, even mm-hmm. though the metro system in Paris is superb. It really is. It's amazing. Yeah. I just, I, I don't love being underground and I feel like I can always get there faster on a bike. So You can. And everyone's trying to hype me into this whole bike thing. I am straight up terrified. We can talk about that another time. <laughs> But yeah, I was just thinking, like, as you were biking over, I went to university in LA. Yeah. And when it was raining, like, people didn't go to class because you would have to walk to campus in the rain. So people just didn't go to class. Interesting. I know it's the most California thing. That's so funny. We would have, like, full snow squalls, they called it back home. (laughs) Imagine what a snow squall looks like. I can't. (laughs) And, like, still, everybody would be at class 10 minutes early. It's such wow. a different world. Yeah. You guys are built tough and we are, <coughs> we are babies. <laughs> anyway, there was like way too much weather talk, but this is something that's very interesting to me. So uh, thank no, you of for course, of course. bearing with it. So speaking of the differences and being in Paris, you've been here for two and a half years. Yeah. Let's walk everyone else who doesn't know you through your process of getting to Paris. What brought you here? Yeah. It's kind of, I would say unique in a sense. I don't know many people that this has happened to, but same. I, <laughs> you're like, yeah, me too. Um, basically it was almost five years ago or just over five years ago now, actually. Um, I was in second year university at the university of Toronto studying kinesiology. So like nothing to do. I'm a dancer, by the way, mm-hmm. nothing to do with dance. And, um, Loved it so much. Loved the big city. Loved my apartment. My boyfriend was local. I had a great friend group, all the things, but I just didn't feel fully fulfilled in the sense that I really wanted to pursue dance at some point in time. And I just felt like I was in second year university. I could kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, but like not really. It's just, it's a hard year. It's very much, it's not as exciting because I've gone past my exciting first year and all the things. And I was just super eager to be dancing more because I was studying a lot. That being said, I would spend my evenings or like any free moment I had just researching dance auditions, dance opportunities, dance workshops, dance classes, like you name it. I was researching it and it didn't even have to be in my city. Like if it was like anywhere between like, I don't know, a one to three hour flight away, I would consider going and like plan ahead because of just like how much I needed like more dance in my life. And at this point in time, I was taking dance classes at night and doing as many dance things as I could in the city, but just like still not feeling fulfilled. So I was researching dance auditions at the time and I was really into the idea of doing the Rockettes one day. That was kind of my be all end all situation, which is a kick line dance group, I guess you could say, um, to really put it into basics, but it's a dance group in New York city and they perform at Christmas time every year and they're quite iconic. And I've always wanted to do that. And I've been training in their style of dance for quite a while. And I just thought maybe if it's not Rockettes, maybe it's something along those lines. So I was looking up other options and the Moulin Rouge in Paris, France came up when casual, casual <laughs> when I was searching and I was like, wait a minute. And I, at the time only thought Moulin Rouge was a Broadway show. Naive <laughs> me <laughs> from Toronto, Ontario. <laughs> had no clue. And I knew it was a movie. I knew it was a Broadway show. I didn't realize, I knew it was a cabaret, but I didn't realize the real thing was still going. And I was like, wait. Mm -hmm. Also, I had no idea what that show entailed nowadays because I do know it's like a very historic place and thing and theater and show. And like, I didn't quite know that it was like still 
like the original original was still kicking it. And I was like, <laughs> wow. So I did further research. Yes. Figured out that they are casting dancers from all over the world. Their cast is quite large. And I was within their height range. I'm six feet tall, which is very hard in the dance. It can be very great, but also very hard in the dance world specifically, because oftentimes if you want to be a backup dancer, you have to be shorter than the artist. Or if you want to be in a music video, you have to match everybody's height to make Mm -hmm. it look cohesive. Or I was just often like the one that stood out in my dance group and which is a great asset to have for sure. But when it comes to booking professionally, it can be very hard. Totally. So this kind of suited my characteristics, my needs, my talents, who I was, my height, all the things. And I was like, wait a minute, I could actually give this a shot. I ended up going to the auditions because they were touring Canada later that month, which was just super random. Oh my God. It was super random, but it was meant to be, I guess. Yeah. And I flew it to Vancouver the following, it was like two weeks later, did the audition and luckily it was a successful audition. And here I am five years later living in Paris, dancing at the Moulin Rouge. That's so crazy. Like that just encapsulated like the beginning and then present obviously of the past five years which is such a solid chunk of time yeah I'm also just kind of spinning about not knowing the brand too like the current brand like do the PR people at Mulan know that you didn't know what it was I mean I feel like I don't know I feel like nowadays it's almost because of TikTok and Instagram and like it's reaching that age demographic of like it's not only our parents that know where the Moulin Rouge is but like everybody like it's it's current throughout and I feel like there was this like grace period of like I don't know TikTok was just kind of coming out and like stuff was circulating and information was circulating but it was in that era of Instagram being very like localized Mm -hmm. I was only seeing news that was like based in Toronto or Canada or like America kind of or like Mm -hmm. I would have had to known somebody that was dancing at blank to like, or whatever. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I was just never made aware of it. I had never come across anybody dancing at it, yeah. but I honestly think it was just time, place and- Totally. I'm just thinking yeah. it's so funny if the PR people are like, I guess we got to work a little harder. <laughs> no, they're doing great now. I mean, the, the name is everywhere and yeah. it's more popular than ever. Especially thanks to you. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen Ali's TikTok, obviously that is linked in the episode description, but uh, I found you on TikTok like yeah, we found months before TikTok. I had moved here too. Oh. You were on my For You page and I was like, that looks so fun. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I had followed people back to the earlier episodes with Morgan and Amanda, I saw them on my For You page. Like literally everyone I've met here for the most part has been through social media, but I saw these girls. Obviously TikTok knew that I was going to move here before I did Yep, because it was feeding me all of you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, gosh, that looks so fun. What a cool life. And then Morgan was who introduced us eventually. Yeah. And Morgan is who convinced me to move here as well. (laughs) She's just like changing lives. I feel like TikTok has changed the game in a sense where Mm -hmm. it's like, it's opened like, our demographic up to like the the world the world yeah. essentially and I know it was already open because of Instagram and all the For things sure, before but, but no. I, right. there was some, there's something in the algorithm of TikTok that like makes it worldly it is so specific to what you like yes. what you're thinking what you're searching yes. what you're saying it's bizarre it but. anticipates my needs more than a man ever has <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> I mean, it is great and I am obsessed with it myself. So Yeah. So just connecting people left and right. So that's one of my favorite things is watching your, you know, daily diaries of what it is like to be, 
I, I keep wanting to say expat. No one sue me, please. <laughs> but like, you know, a North American expat in Paris, yep. a Moulin Rouge dancer, a yep. day in the life. You've got a different schedule than everyone else. We've already written an article together yeah. based on your daily life. But for those who haven't read the article, it will be linked in the episode description as well. Let's do a little like day in your life. Like for people who are like, okay, what is it like to move to Paris to be a dancer? Yeah. Let's like walk us through from the moment you wake up around noon. Yeah. <laughs> Around noon, yeah. <laughs> on an early day. <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> um, it's quite a backward schedule. I'm not going to lie, and I know you know this, to reiterate what we've basically said in the article, it's it's a it's a crazy schedule. And I, when I got this job, I obviously considered that, knowing that I was going to be dancing every night. But it's like, it's a late night. And we dance six nights a week, two shows every single night. And the Mulan does not close a single day of the year. It's open 365 days a year, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> It's like Disneyland. Yeah. It does not close. So because of that, we have rotating days off. So luckily I have a Friday night off, which so is good. amazing. <laughs> and for people like you, I can, after your work week, we can yeah. celebrate the end of our work weeks Go together, hang out. Yeah. which is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's quite the schedule. I wake up late. I go to bed late. I work late. Everything is just later here. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I wake up around one o'clock on most days. I'm out of the house by two and I cannot get out of the house fast enough because <laughs> I know I only have four hours of sunlight left in the wintertime and yeah. whatever. But also I need to be in the theater come 7.30 every night. So that right. only gives me so much time. I like to have like a day where I feel like it's been a full day. It's been like a good day out and about. I've been, I've left my neighborhood. I've yep. done all the things. So I really try to get out of my neighborhood every single day. My day is honestly usually planned around a coffee date of some sort. I started a coffee shop. Sometimes it's a totally different area than my, where I live. Sometimes it's my local coffee shop and I usually meet a friend there too. We chill. That's my social hour. That's like wake up slowly, visit with friends, socialize. I usually have like a quick breakfast on the go and every day is kind of different. It's a nice schedule because I feel like Paris really gives you that the feeling of like the world's your oyster in a sense. Yeah. I, Dynamic energy. Yeah. And yeah. like there's people from all over. Every day is a new day. It's yep. like, it's such good energy here. And I feel like every day it like, it promotes that for me. Some days if I feel like going to the gym, I'll go to the gym, but like, I'm not going to do the most strenuous workout knowing I have seven hours of dancing to get through. For sure. I think that's a smart that move. <laughs> yeah. But other days I'll just, I'll literally go coffee date to coffee date to coffee date. Yep. I'll, I just launched my own business. So I work yes. on my own business. My business partner lives in Australia. So like our time zone, our time changes is totally inverted. Totally opposite. Yeah. So calling is very weird hours of the mm-hmm. day because I also, my family's back in Toronto. We often FaceTime during the day. So it's different every single day, yep. which I love. Um, come 7.30, I head to the theater. We have two shows every night, like I mentioned. Our first show is at 9 p.m. and our second show is at 11, 11.30, depending on the day. And um, it's great. I absolutely love it. And my sole purpose of being here in Paris is for the Mulan, but I've now come to the realization that I feel like very settled here. It feels like home, even though my work day is actually at night. It feels like my nine to five, it it feels normal. It's starting to feel normal and I really like it. It feels like a normal nine to five for me, even though I work late into the night, it works good again with the time change with back home because when I'm going to bed, oftentimes my partner and my parents back home are going to bed. So we're just kind of all on the same schedule and it's really nice and it's, it's just, it's so crazy how things work out, but- I love that you're feeling settled too and that the changeability, that's not a word, but you know, like the the dynamic energy, like we were saying, where every day is a little bit different. Yeah. It fits you so well. Yeah. And you do, I feel like, have the personal structure and like rootedness to like get through it. Like you're not lost in like the chaos of it all. Yeah. 
I think in order for a schedule like mine to work, you kind of have to be on top of things in a sense. Like mm-hmm. I just know personally for me, I cannot socialize after work. Like yeah. it is so late in Hard the night. Boundary. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people I know that do go out after work and like, that's their time to socialize. Good for them. Like <laughs> going to the bar or going to the restaurant for yeah. dinner. And it's like a late, late, it's like a 2am dinner, mind totally. you. Yeah. But they like, they're, that's their social hour. But I just know like, if I don't go home and like rejuvenate and reset yeah. and like do myself unwind my skincare routine mm-hmm. and talk to my mom and like yeah. all the things we need at night. Coziness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I don't do that and like turn my heaters on and like whatever, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It just like doesn't work for me and I'm not able to like function the next day properly. So I would be the exact same way. I'm yeah. so, I think I said this to you the other day. I'm so protective over sleep. Oh. Like mine and my friends, I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to rest. Oh. Like you got to sleep. That is like such a foundation yes. for me. And I need that like mental wind down time. Same. Even though I'm not on your schedule, I feel like culturally Paris is a later city. Yes. So thank God. <laughs> I, yeah. Right. It's like, especially like conducive to your schedule, yeah. but everything is skewed a little bit later and yeah. I'm a morning person, but I've become much like later, mm-hmm. like the Naturally whole schedule. Though. Yeah. Because people are out later, people are eating later, mm-hmm. but I need that time to mentally unwind and like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like decompress. Yeah. Are you the same? I totally, totally agree. Yeah. I need it. It's, I don't know. I also feel like the pace of Paris is perfect. Yeah. I like, mean, I really like it. We're both like big Paris fans. We're big Paris fans. Paris is perfect. Paris, like, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but people have their different opinions, obviously. For sure. But, but no, this is a positive space. It's a positive space. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I love that we're both on the same wavelength with this. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I really like the pace here. And especially for like, I don't know, our generation, our age, our like yeah. time and place. I just feel like it feels good. The vibes are right. The vibes are right. Yeah. It's a good place to be. I have a super random question. Yeah. So when you tell people that you dance at the Moulin Rouge, do people make all sorts of funny little references like, oh, like Nicole Kidman in Moulin <laughs> Rouge? Like, I don't know. Do they say annoying things like that? Yeah. Uh, not really annoying, I would say. But the one thing I do notice is like when I do say it, mm-hmm. Everybody knows what it is. Oh, cool. I love that. That's great. Do I they say, <laughs> I mean, the odd time. Yeah. It's usually like a, hey, sister. So yeah. like, that's the first thing that Every comes single to time. Yeah. yeah. Or they start doing their own can-can. Oh my God. That's so Whatever. Funny. Wherever, Good for them. wherever we are. <laughs> I'm just like, out, out yes. about. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm, it just proves that they know what I'm talking about. But yeah. the, the one thing is like anywhere I go in the world, anybody I mention it it's to. It's recognized. It's recognized. Yeah, and totally. I love that. And it like, I don't know. It, it feels really good to know that I like dance at a it's like a household name. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like globally recognized. It's globally recognized. Yeah. And I, I really, huge. really like that. Yeah. It's really nice. And it's, it's just far less explaining I have to do. They yeah, just exactly. know, know what I'm talking about right away. <laughs> I love that it's a positive experience for you. I'm asking because every time I would tell someone that I was moving to Paris or that I yep. live in Paris, the first thing, I don't know if you already know what I'm going to say. The first thing that they say to me is, oh, like you're Emily in Paris. Yeah. Every single time. Every if single I time. I had one, <laughs> one euro for every time. Literally. Someone called me or referred to Emily in Paris when they met me or talked to me. Yep. I think I'd pay my rent for the year. Yep. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Do you get that a lot or no? All the time. <laughs> All the time. I feel like you might get it more than me though. Well, I think it's like the petite brunette situation. Petite brunette. I work in media. American, you work in media. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> wear a lot of pink. Yes. Hopefully dress a little bit less obnoxiously and speak you, a little more French. You're a little bit more Emily than me, I feel. <laughs> yeah. But I, it's funny. I did an Instagram. I made an Instagram post, like, I think it was maybe a year ago or something. But it was me with the Eiffel Tower, and I was, like, wearing, like, this gown. It was the most, like, luxurious Iconic. post ever. Wait, I need to see this. I'll show it to you <laughs> okay, <after. thanks. laughs> But my caption was, like, 
I don't know, as a joke, I was like, my mm-hmm. pitch to Netflix. <laughs> like, we do a spinoff of Emily in Paris. Her name's actually Allie and she's actually a showgirl. We, that would be such a good show. I would subscribe I mean, it doesn't so need to be me, but I mean, like, let's make her a showgirl next. I love this concept. I've actually, I don't want to give away all my secrets on this podcast right now, but I've been really wanting like some kind of show that's sort of like a fresher, more modern version of Sex and the City, which is what I thought Emily in Paris would be. Okay, same. Okay. Same. Okay. So no one steal our idea. We're going to patent this before the episode is published and (laughs) we're working on this together. Yes. Okay. Great, great, great. Love this. Yeah. I kind of agree. Yeah. Main, kind of one agree. of the main characters is Ellie and she's a showgirl yes, in Paris. Yeah. yeah. And she's a friend of and she just like <laughs> has a podcast casually. The cutest Paris apartment ever. Stop. Also the cutest dog. Oh my God. Stella has tried more than once to participate in this conversation <laughs> and stopped her recording at one point. So <laughs> she's on dog timeout oh, right oh. now. <laughs> she's on her mat. Yeah. She's taking a little snooze. Oh. Okay. So like you mentioned, Mulan mm-hmm. is not the only thing keeping you busy. Your coffee dates are not the only thing keeping you busy. And for those listening right now, if you couldn't tell from how hard she chased her goals with dance, this girl's a Capricorn rising. <laughs> she is out here hustling and making her dreams a reality. Let's talk about the business that you just launched. Yes. Um, my newest business endeavor is called Ready Freddy. Yeah. And... <laughs> It's been an adventure to say the least. I launched back on December 1st um, with my business partner, Georgia. She is a fellow dancer. We both worked in Paris together for about two years until she decided to make the move back to Australia. So sad. Um, So sad. (laughs) So sad. Um, Miss her. But um, we're making it work and it actually works very, very well for us. I feel like we had enough time to solidify what we wanted to do and what we wanted out of this. And now moving forward, it's just a long distance business relationship, I guess you could say, <laughs> which is quite neat, have you unique. Seen, have you seen the Barbie movie? Yes. My long-term low commitment. Yes. yes. <laughs> My long-term yes. low commitment business, business partner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Literally just like the Barbie movie. <laughs> no, but yeah, we're doing great. And our new business has been super successful recently and in the past month since we've launched and super proud of it. And we had a little bit of a goal that we wanted to reach right when we started and we hit that goal within a few days, which Stop, was amazing. like super reassuring for us. Yeah. Like a sales we were, goal? A sales goal. Oh my God. Yeah, girl. Which was really, really, really good. <gasps> That's amazing. And even though we're confident in our business, it just yeah. gave us that extra boost of like, totally. okay, wait, this is actually going to work. Right. So tell us what the brand is now yes. that we know you've hit your sales goals. <laughs> yes. So ready, Freddie. Essentially, it's this business idea Georgia and I had. We, both as dancers, wore religiously. We wore this one-piece jumper, you could say. Super cozy, super oversized, full-leg pant, Mm -hmm. which flowed right into like a one-piece with like two elastics, basically, to hold it up on the shoulders. Like a little tank top situation. Like a little tank top overall situation. Yeah, super basic. like fuzzy overalls. Fuzzy overalls, Yeah. yeah. Super basic concept, but just something I had seen in the past at like dance competitions growing Mm -hmm. up and growing up in the dance scene myself. It was something that I did see, but I always saw the tight version. Yeah. And I just always looked at it and I was like, that does not look practical because Mm -hmm. like- Or comfortable. Or comfortable. Like they'd have their costume on underneath and like I just know from like rhinestones rubbing and like, it's just, it's not practical. When we both got oversized onesies, basically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When we both had the oversized version of our own that was made personally for us through like a dresser um, right. at our work. Like a customer made her a custom one. Yes, yeah. yes. We were like, this is a great idea. And this person does not do it full time. So we were like, we would really like to like 
go somewhere with this. Yeah. So we basically got the idea together. We changed the style of it a little bit. We found a manufacturer. We did not know a thing about business, like nothing. I kind of knew like from content creation and stuff, like how to pitch ideas and like how to create like nice like photoshopped things and like promotional posters and stuff. But I had never, I guess you could say like put something together from scratch. Yes. So doing that with her was quite the adventure. It was from, if there's one thing I've learned from doing this, it's business partners are everything. Like having that extra brain and like mindset and like piece of motivation. It's just like, it's an added level of like confidence in my, in our business. Um, just having each other there and we've, really just ran with it, I guess. And we've started from scratch. We didn't know too much and we figured it out as we went. And honestly, we used TikTok to learn all the ins and outs of owning a business and no paying way. taxes. TikTok oh. was our like tool. And it's kind, of, it's kind of funny because I think back and I'm like, this was my year of content creation, my own, like myself. Yeah. And it was my first year of doing brand partnerships and all mm-hmm. these things. And I feel like I've made a, a good chunk of income from yeah. TikTok and content creation. And you made a brand for yourself and you've made a community for yourself. And that was your platform for this. Exactly. And yeah. it was just, it's interesting because I've used, I needed that extra, obviously lump sum, lump sum of money to get this business rolling. And I did content creation via TikTok to earn that money. And then to push my business forward, I was also using TikTok to like learn about my business. Yeah. So like weirdly without TikTok, this- Our whole conversation is like, we love TikTok. We love TikTok. <laughs> but without TikTok, like it it literally, it would have been so much harder. Like it would yeah. have been so much more difficult and like honestly probably still in the works because yeah, yeah just every That's aspect of it. so cool. But yeah, You literally built a business. <laughs> That's so amazing. So like you studied kinesiology. You didn't go to business school. No. You just figured it out. Yeah. And it, I think, yeah. I don't know, it weirdly just goes to show that like, if you have an idea, you don't have to go to business school to, yeah. to and don't wait. Your idea. And don't wait. Why the heck would you wait? Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Also, like if you need that extra boost or like that extra bit of motivation, business partner. Like I yeah. cannot stress that enough how helpful it was to just have that extra brain. Like With complimentary skills too. Yes. Yeah. And like if I had an opinion, but like wasn't, or like if I had to choose between two things and I just was not sure and I could not decide, she would have the, like, she would make the decision or yeah. like she would put her input, like she would give me her input and it would be done like that. Like just little things like that, that you wouldn't necessarily think would be really helpful to have. Game changer. Yeah. A second voice, a second brain, a second set of eyes, like everything. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. But yeah. So since for the past month or so, it's been going really well and it's really fun to have Yay. like a whole separate project, a whole separate right. job. That's yours. That's mine. Right. Like mine. this is like, no matter what happens, you know, down yeah. the line as a dancer, like this is yours. Yeah. You made that. That is so cool. Yeah. Thanks so much. It's so inspiring so for anyone listening too. Like, and you were able to this is like a little bit technical for anyone listening who is thinking about moving here too. Mm-hmm. Did you start your business? Like, is it fixed here in France or? No. Okay. Because visa stuff, right? Like you can't. Visa stuff, but also like, I just, I know in the long term, mm-hmm. like home is Canada. Right. Even though I might be in France for however long. Yeah, totally. I just know like my roots are in Canada. It's also probably a lot easier to set up a business in Canada. Yeah. Right? I speak yeah. the language. Yeah. I know the bank. Right. I know how it works. Totally. I also pay taxes there for yep. content purposes and stuff. So yep. it just made sense. And yeah, on the technical side of things, it's it's easier. Yeah. It is easier. And I just wanted to do that. So basically our company is registered in Canada. It's, it's a Canadian company. Yep. Um, and everything happens. It's all sold in Canadian currency, all the cool. things. But working on it here, working on it remotely yeah. and 
just that's doing what I can from a distance. Literally what my business is. It's yeah. set in the US. I yeah. pay taxes. Everything goes through the American yeah. system. And then you we're just, just rather here. Make coffee in Paris. Exactly. <laughs> Because it's a lot cheaper too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh. My friends at Starbucks are like, oh yeah, it was like 15 bucks. And I'm like, mm, it's insane. The difference. Dollar or euro 20 for a croissant yep. and three to five for a cappuccino. Yep. I'm like a really and good cappuccino better. too. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm so sorry, <laughs> my American friends. This is so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I am obsessed with this Freddy concept because first of all, I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I'm thinking anyone from like, a dancer to a, a pageant girly to someone who's just like doing, you know, get ready with me hair and makeup. It's sort of like if you had a really nice soft like bathrobe, but it f- functions. You're not worried yeah. about like stuff falling out. Yeah. Like the whole construction of like the overall type, like whether it's the shorts or the long one, yep. like you have the mobility, you're not worried about exactly stuff falling out. I keep exactly. going back to that concept. No, exactly. Yeah, It's like the practicality of it, I think. And especially yeah. as dancers, we really struggled because obviously your go-to while you're getting ready is your bathrobe yeah. or like in between your shower and getting our stage mm-hmm. makeup on, it's bathrobe. Yeah. But we'd run into the problem where like you can't go and warm up with a bathrobe on. I mean, you can, but you're going to be putting bike shorts on underneath. Exactly. Because you can't. Or you're just going full spread eagle and just letting everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm so and sorry. <laughs> it's true though. It's yeah. true. And like, we just, it was just never practical for us. So hence we never wore it. So like I was, I'd rather show up to work and put on like a baggy t-shirt and pants right or stay in my jeans to be honest with you that yeah. I wear to work rather than to worry about like pull that over your face exactly. and everything with the makeup exactly. yeah so the freddy was just something that we created because it one doesn't go over your head yeah. you can just slip into it two super comfortable mm-hmm. three it's got like legs to it so mm-hmm. like you can do you everything from warming up for a dance class to a cheer practice yeah. to like you said a pageant girly that's got to do her like runway walk of yep. some sort like all the things totally and stretching then, for your sorority formal I don't know like, <laughs> like all the things yeah literally exactly <laughs> but also on the flip side like even just when I wear mine around the house I'm like I clean in mine I like do the dishes oh, yeah. I make my like I it's like a, up my bedroom like those like old Victorian like house dresses but like the yes, modern edition yes, oh, literally God. modern edition yeah it's just like it's so much more practical and it's yeah. warm like I feel like my bathrobe if anything keeps my body warm but like my legs are freezing every time yeah, I wear my bathrobe so totally. it's just something that's re- totally replaced my bathrobe and I'll never go back because one it's my business but yeah. two also I'm a firm believer that like it's like very very practical yeah I love this and I love the colors too because I think there's such a representation of your personality like Thanks. the first time I met you I was like oh my god she's human sunshine oh, <laughs> like, so the bright colors I don't know it's just very it's vibrant it's happy and I feel like the brand itself is very joyful so yeah big fan thank you you're so welcome wanted it to come across as we wanted it to be Fun, playful, youthful, yet not like childish. Yeah, totally. We wanted it to be mature. We wanted it's it to adult be, fun. It's adult fun. <laughs> Which sounds bad. I'm sorry. We just, <laughs> I mean, in a different way. You guys know what we're saying. <laughs> but it's been really good. It's been really fun. It's been awesome. a crazy adventure, but we're just really excited to see it grow and so cool. Meet our other goals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you don't feel too overwhelmed by like you've got two jobs right now, and one is a huge full time like I've made my own business job, and the other one is huge physically demanding <laughs> six days a week job. It's a lot, but. Yeah. Again, this goes all the way back to like sleep as a priority, having my like downtime at night as a priority. Mm-hmm. It's it's a shift in like my mentality, like day to day. Just like when I get up, I'm like, okay, I have a list of things I need to do. I don't have to do them, but yeah. if I don't do them, like my business won't work. Like, right. and it's like, I don't have a boss checking in with me. I don't like, I am my own boss. So it's the hardest part. It's the hardest part, mm-hmm. yet it's the best part yeah. in a sense. And I feel like 
it's, yeah, it's been challenging, obviously. And especially the first like few weeks, I was like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> because I would be waking up, I would be doing Freddie for like four to five hours, mm-hmm. jumping on a call with Georgia, yeah. like right before she went to bed in Australia. Right. Then I would go home, I'd cook my own dinner. Yeah. By this time, I didn't even have time to have other meals. So I was just eating like the biggest dinner, yeah. packing all these snacks to last meal night, off. go dance for seven hours, <laughs> hope to God I have enough calories in me to get me through right. enough shows. And then I would come home at two o'clock, FaceTime my mom for 20 minutes, get back to Freddie, catch Georgia for another call when she woke up in the morning in Australia. Then I would go to bed at like 4.35 and I would just do it over and Girl, over. It was oh like, God. but I- And you still made time to get coffee with me. What? <laughs> like, no, there's always time for you. I love you. But it's one of those things you just have to pick and choose. And yeah. there were some days that were like that, but then there were other days where I was like, okay, whoa, like too much, too much. Like yep. I need to. And those are the days I was like, I am not, even if I have 20 emails, I am not responding to a single one until I have two coffee dates. And I don't think about Freddie for two hours. God, you're so good with boundaries. You just, you need to, you need to create them. Otherwise you go yeah. crazy. So. Yeah. You're very self-directed, which Thanks. is a really cool thing to see because I don't know, I feel like I don't want to be like as women, but like as women, like I feel it's like sometimes hard. it's, it's hard. hard to create it's those really boundaries hard. and to to have that self governance in that way. Yeah. So it's like really inspiring for me too. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So, so this kind of all blends into your Paris experience, and it's something that I want to get into mm-hmm. with more of these episodes. Like mm-hmm. we're both huge Paris fans. Are there things that have really jumped out to you that have made Paris really special for you? Mm-hmm. Any kind of cultural differences that have jumped out? We can go in a lot of directions with this. So yeah. I'm going to let you lead. Uh, there's so much. There's so much. What? How do we start? One of the biggest things is like, I always knew I was a city girl. Like, okay. it doesn't matter what city. Yeah. Like, it could have been LA. It could have been New York. It sure. could have been Toronto. It, literally any big city. I just knew like in my 20s and 30s, I was living in a city. Cool. Like, no questions asked. Love. And luckily that goes hand in hand with oftentimes the shows are located in the big cities. Meaning if I can dance in one of those shows, perfect. It's going to take you there. Yeah, exactly. So a big part of me moving to Paris was like, yes, it was on my list of cities, but like never did I think it was the farthest city to be honest with you. So I was like, never did I think I'd go to the farthest city first. Right. And like a different language speaking city. Exactly. (laughs) And just luckily, like there are shows here, but like they're, they're all cabarets. They're all older, more historic shows. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought or considered like that would be one of my first, like I thought maybe I could work my way up to Paris or something like that, but it's cool to start here and like have that being in Paris. I feel like my purpose is dancing and the shows. And because that is like my soul focus for sure. And like what brought me here for sure. Also like a day without dance is like, (laughs) what is even, what is even that day? Like a stupid day, (laughs) bad day. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like when I think about my Paris experience, it's dance first. I'm so lucky that there's a show like the Mulan here that I'm able to be a part of. And if you think about it, most shows are seasonal. Our show is not. Right. It's literally 365. It's literally 366 this year. 366. I think it's a leap year. It is. Sick. Sick. <laughs> Actually, I have the leap year day off. Oh my God. Which so is quite special. 365 for you. 365. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep it at 365. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like I just, I'm so fortunate to have a job that's not stopping and starting and maybe and maybe not and yeah it's like stressful it's stressful and I that's why a lot of people leave the dance industry is because the jobs are not consistent they're not full-time you don't have the stability you're contracted for a season Mm -hmm. or if that maybe even two weeks sometimes shows are only three days you know what I mean so it's like it's a hard industry to be a part of and I'm so lucky I fell into this 
it, it didn't fall into my lap. I, I was going to say, I was it. just going to correct you. You did I not chased, fall into this. <laughs> I chased after this, yeah. but I'm so happy I came across this and like yeah. it really worked out because it's so great to know I'm, I'm going to dance tonight. Like every single day, so I'm like, cool. I could go to dance tonight. Like, it's so nice. I want to do that. It's so nice. <laughs> so I just feel like I live my Paris days like to my, to the fullest yeah. without <laughs> using too much of my energy to make sure I have that time at night. But um, that being said, being here, I really, really want to take advantage of my time when I'm here in Paris. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I hope to be here for a long time, Me but too. <laughs> I really hope so. I love it. But I just, I really try to use my days really wisely, even though I only have the afternoons. Yeah. I, like I said, I leave my neighborhood every single day. I'm a big bike rider. Yeah. I love a city bike ride. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to be brave enough and go bike with you, but we're not there yet. <laughs> I'll take you on like a really good bike ride. Okay. That's like safe. And, <laughs> a gentle one. <laughs> and gen- yeah, a gentle bike ride. I am terrified of city biking. You are so <laughs> courageous in my eyes. Like you are, you are Joan of Arc. Like, Thank you. you. You are like out there slaying. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I grew up biking in Toronto. So I feel okay. like I, I almost feel way, I no, I do feel way more comfortable on a bike than I do driving. Okay. So I've just always, I don't know, kept that in my back pocket. And cool. every city I go to, I'm like, let's figure the city out on a bike. And when I moved here, I was like, let's get on a bike. I had no idea where I was going. I had no idea what the streets were. And if you know Paris, Paris mm-hmm. is not a grid system. No. It is all over the place. <laughs> it's a chaos system. It's chaos. Every it's like single, a neural network. <laughs> yes, literally. And every single intersection has six different streets. I'm like, intersections back home are four. Yeah. Sometimes just two. Like yeah. it's just watch a video of like the Arc de Triomphe and yeah. the, the circulation of traffic around it. It's, it's crazy. It's madness. I'm going to link to something in the episode description because I saw a TikTok yeah. and it is like the scariest thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got like that Nicki Minaj, like really like breathless oh, rap yeah, thing yeah. going like, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> it's exactly that. That is Paris. Oh my God. In a nutshell. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. But yeah, I think moving here and getting on a bike made me understand the city, like the back of my hand. That makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. And I didn't quite, I, I didn't really think about that before I started. I was just kind of like, happened. yeah, it just, just happened. Moment, yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, I biked down the street yesterday. And then I'd be like, wait, that connects to that. And that right. connects to that. I got to know the city so quickly because it's a more bike. mindful process than if exactly. you were just kind of one on autopilot two maybe in a car. Cause yeah. you're like following GPS, right? Three on the Metro because you're underground the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Exactly. It's inspiring me again, but I'm going to have to get over this fear. I feel like we'll um, go on our gentle bike rides. Here. Oh my God. Gentle bike rides. <laughs> gentle bike rides. 24. You're reminding me of this like the tiny little kids on the slopes like I tried to ski one time yeah and the person who was supposed to teach me did not and so <laughs> I was like 26 or something oh like pizzaing so hard for like three hours down one slope <laughs> your like, calves are probably killing you my knees were destroyed <laughs> and I asked the guy who honestly kind of a jerk in retrospect I was like how long does that run usually take you and he's like about five minutes I'm oh. like oh cool it took me like 20 three, minutes three hours oh. <laughs> I was just like pizza the whole time because I was so scared it was like an intermediate slope I'd Aww. never been on skis before but the reason I brought it up is because all these like two-year-old kids were like full send. Yeah. Just, like, bombing this Literally. Hill. Literally. And to me, I'm just like, that's you on a bike. You're like, yeah. Oh, okay. I promise like, I won't be like that on our ride. Okay. It's fine <laughs> if you are. It'll inspire me. No, no, no. That's so funny. Oh my. But yeah, just, I think seeing the city as much as I can. Yeah. As often as I can. Makes you love it more too. Makes me love it. Yeah. And I think it's really given me like from the get-go I was like that like the day I got here and I think that has made all the difference because now I have this mindset of like if I don't get to three other neighborhoods in a day 
what is the day? Like, it's we like, I love that, <laughs> which is so fun because I get just, I feel like I get to see so much of the city. I get yep. to see so many people. I get to, I don't know. It's just, I, I get out and I like experience stuff. And yeah. You're actually living. About. Exactly. Which is what I think we're all here to do. Exactly. Right? To and, really live. Yeah. And I'm just lucky that it's during the day. Yeah. I get the sunlight. Whereas a lot of people are working their office jobs yeah. until five. And, totally. and then it's dark here. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Cause we're so far and, north of the equator. Well, I yeah. guess Toronto is pretty far north as well. Yeah. But, but I think Paris is like quite similar. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's quite, I don't know. It's a good system. It's a special setup that you've got to, to have the daylight, to have the ability to see the city in the daytime. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a beautiful city at night too, obviously, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You know me, I'm a, I'm a daytime girly. Nope, but I same. love that you brought up that you are happy here because you really wanted to be in a city. Yeah. I'm totally the opposite. Oh, really? I am not a city girly. Really? But I feel like Paris doesn't feel oppressively urban, if that no. makes sense. Yeah, you're right. There's so much green space. Yep. So many parks. Yep. No skyscrapers, really. Yeah. So you still get like that luminant, yep. bright, yep. when the sun is out, like you get a lot of brightness yep. and it doesn't feel the same pace yep. as in my experience, like the US cities. Mm-hmm. I can't, I've been to Toronto once, so I can't speak for yep. um, your kind of experience, thing. but yeah, it doesn't feel, and I mean, if I talk to a, a French person about this, who's not from Paris mm-hmm. or who, you know grew up in another part of France, mm-hmm. they're like, no, 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 Paris is so fast and cold. And I'm like, compared to what I have seen, I mean, I lived in San Francisco. I lived in LA. I've spent a lot of time in New York. Mm-hmm. Been to Chicago a couple of times. Mm-hmm. This is so much more, I keep wanting to say décontracté, but like so much more useful. Tranquil. Yeah, tranquil. Yeah, tranquil. <laughs> oh yeah, how are your French lessons going? Uh, not as good as yours. <laughs> We're uh, working on it together. You are, you are French. Oh my God, thank you. I think you're French. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm like just stunned. You have like such a good vocabulary. Thank you. I've been really hitting that Duolingo so hard. Yeah, you're doing a really good job. I need to get on it. <laughs> Thanks, girlfriend. I'm like, I would rather go on a crazy city bike ride than yeah. sit in a French class. Well, but... just be on uh, Duolingo with me. I, I wish they would sponsor me. I like ride so hard for this app. And it's so dumb. <laughs> like, you like, see me, please. I'm on page, art page. I'm on day 391 right now. Oh my God. I know. I'm like insane. And so like our friends, like Alexandra and some other yeah. of our friends have photos of me doing Duolingo, like at a bar, a bar. or like, in a club. Like, <laughs> You're like, I need to get my I'm day. like, oh no, my streak. Like, Aww. <laughs> I, I really need to get into this dingo. 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 Duolingo. Duolingo. <laughs> Duolingo world. I just, I don't know. It's like a can't get two minute it. practice. Okay. So if you want to just, so here's what I do. I am at a certain level with French now mm-hmm. where I've like gone through, I'm on like the end of B2. See, French. You, you are French. I've been doing this for a minute, but I use the perfect pronunciation practice okay. hub. Okay. It'll take you probably a minute or less. And you basically just practice your pronunciation for 10 different sentences. Hmm. So once a day for like 30 to 60 seconds, you practice oh, the 10 different sentences. And so it would just be like That's so a way to great. keep it like top of mind. And it literally takes less than a minute. Duolingo does not pay me. I really wish they would. But like, <laughs> I like, just, just so you know, this is an authentic this. recommendation. Yeah. Wait, not me living here in Paris for two years and not knowing there's a pronunciation <laughs> hub. Yes. I'm like tranquil. <laughs> tranquil. You're like, no. C'est tranquille. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that was such a bitchy Virgo thing too. No. I'm like, no, you pronounced it wrong. No, I, I brought it up first. <laughs> I brought it up first. Oh my God. Okay. So French lessons were doing amazing. Um, Paris is a great city, whether yeah. you are super into urban living or kind of, I would say if you're like not into city living, I think it hits it's like a good balance. Middle ground. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think one of the biggest things I love about Paris is like, it's not that it's on the, it's not on the ocean, but like we still have water. Like yeah, that's really having helpful. the Seine is 
game changer. So, so helpful. It's so helpful. I feel like any big city I go to and there's not like a big body of water mm-hmm. like in the center or at least like the, it's on the coast. I'm like, wait, where's the water? You're speaking to the right person. Yes. I came from the beach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like Toronto's on the lake. It's yep. on Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. So I just, I always know like there's like a, there's a marina right there. And yep. like any city without that, like. I get anxious. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's yeah. a different feeling. And I know that New York is surrounded by water, but when you're in New York, you don't feel like you're near the water at all. Yeah. Unless you're on the waterfront. Yeah. Which gives me big city vibes. Yeah. I, I just, it's an interesting like mindset, I guess I have, but. I don't know. I just think it's a great city. I think you're so right. It's a great city to... Good balance of like, you've got the fast paced energy. Like before we were recording this, I needed an adapter for (laughs) Ali's mic. And I'm like, oh good. I live like a six minute walk from an Apple store. I can literally just pop out. Whereas in California, even though I lived in like, you know, a general urban area, even though it was kind of a suburb. Yeah. I'd have to get in a car, right? And like go drive somewhere. You can just pop out and everything is at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like... That oppressive, overwhelming energy. I totally yeah, agree. Totally. I totally agree. Um, one thing we've talked about before that I think is an interesting thing to bring up is how Paris is like maybe 10 years behind mm-hmm. the coastal US and Canada wellness culture. Mm-hmm. Fitness, exercise, yeah. well-being. They're learning. Yeah. They're learning. So I really need to check it out still. Dynamo, like the yes. basically like soul cycle. Yes. And the way that multiple French girls have described this to me. Mm-hmm. They're giving me the, like, the pitch of Soul Cycle from like 2014, 2015. Oh, and I'm funny. like, no, I, I know, I know. Because they're like, no, you don't understand. It's like going to church almost. And I'm like, I've heard so many people describe Soul Cycle like <laughs> we this. We need to try this. Yeah, let's go this week. I'm so cute. We'll give you a full review, you guys. Yeah. Um, but they're like, yeah, it's like, it's empowering and the music is loud and you're like dancing on a bike. And I'm like- Yeah, maybe we need to go. This is a decade old Soul Cycle pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, We're like, we, used to go so much. Class already, just yeah. not in Paris and not here, but we yeah. need to try it still. I know. I think it'll be fun and maybe like re-inspire me a little bit because yeah. I've been really not into cardio lately. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of Pilates and I think that's starting to pick up as well. Oh yeah, we need to go to our reformer class. We do need to go to our reformer class. Yeah, there's so many, favorite. there's so many things, so many things to, to do. But I, I loved what you brought up too about how like in the US or in Canada, mm-hmm. you feel put together by like being in your healthy routine, right? Yeah. And that's not a thing here. No. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, totally. I think they're starting to get into it. And it's cute. That sounds infantilizing, but like, it's sweet to see the things that we were really hyped on a while ago, like start to become popular here because it inherently is something that's going to bring people health and joy. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. They're slowly picking up on it for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like when, before I came to Paris, I was a workout girl through and through. Yeah, you were. <laughs> like my boyfriend is a trainer and we actually met at the gym. <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to get into working out, that is the way. Good old boyfriend. <laughs> that is the way to do it. I mean, yeah. Hot. I had never, this, honestly, my first day at the gym, he was the trainer and I was like. Game over. Game over. Damn, that's every girl's fantasy. <laughs> I honestly fantasized it before it happened. And then I tried this new gym and he was the coach and I was like. Wow. And then we added each other on Instagram 20 minutes later, and here we are five years later. (laughs) But regardless of our little love story, we met at the gym, and I was very heavily into working out and going to the gym because that was, like, our place. Like, he's big into fitness. I was in kinesiology, which is exercise science, for Mm -hmm. those who don't know, and very much so, like, an athlete-heavy program. So everybody I was going to school with was going to do workouts in the morning or working out afterwards or and then going to their sport at night. And, like, my sport was dance, in Mm -hmm. a sense. But, like, I... I wasn't like 
training professionally in dance at the time because there's it's not really a big thing in the university world in Canada. I know it's a big thing in the States or elsewhere, but for us, it just wasn't a thing at school. So I was like, I need to be getting more into this. And that's why I started at the gym and all these things. And after about three years, three years after that first trial day that I had at the gym, I was going every single morning. Sometimes I would go and like do two classes back to back because I just loved it so much. And I had like different groups of friends that would do different time slots during the day that had nine to fives. So like I didn't start class till 10 AM most days. So I would literally go to the gym at like eight o'clock and then I'd have friends that would come with me at eight. And then some girls would come at nine. So then I'd stay into their class. Yeah. And I just, it, it was just, it became such a community. I loved it so much. My boyfriend obviously worked there. I got the greatest group of girlfriends from the, going to the gym. I went to um, F45 just to shut them oh, out. Oh, yeah. I am a diehard. They I, have those in my where I moved from in Moya. Yeah. I love it. It's the consistency of it, the 45 minutes. It's cross training. It's perfect. The yeah. hit training, this, the circuit training. Mm-hmm. I love the, I love it. I love everything so cool. about it. And, anyways, I was just very much into that. And then coming to Paris, I was only like, that's all I kind of remembered from my like adulthood was like, you wake up, you work out. And it wasn't like a thing of like, oh, you have to work out. Like it wasn't like just part of your routine. It was just part of my routine. And I genuinely loved it for the movement aspect of it. Yes. And like working out. Yes. And to get stronger. Yes. But honestly, I was going because like my friends were there and like, and your mental health and my mental health. And it was my routine. Like it was like my day did not start until I had like a little bit of a sweat or like yep. my Apple watch said something was complete. Like totally my day was not started. So I don't know. And then I moved to Paris and my first instinct was, okay, let me find my next circuit training gym. Cause unfortunately they don't have F45s in Paris. Right. And not I yet, tra- not yet. <laughs> not wink, yet. wink, anyone listening? Literally wink, wink. I'm like <laughs> to my boyfriend, I'm like, please, 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 please. <laughs> but yeah, they, they're not here in Paris yet. So I had to find something similar. And I tried so, when I say so many gyms, so many gyms yeah. and like nothing is up to the same standard up to the same standard and I just I just had this high expectation of like I didn't even realize it was a high expectation but like the weights all being on the same rack so when I want to go get two five kilogram weights yeah they'll be side by side so I can pick them up whereas when I go to a gym here they are scattered they don't have people working to like put them back in place after people have used them okay or they're dirty or like I go to pick pick up a mat and there's no mats because it's bring your own yoga or something and I'm just like it was just so different so I really tried to adapt to it but I just slowly started to realize, like, this is not what Parisians do. Like, they just aren't— Like, there's no Equinox here. There's no Equinox. There's no Orange Theory. Nope. Like, none of the big brands from North America that you're used to exist here. And I think they would, but I think the reason they don't is because— Of the culture. People won't—like, people just don't know that part of, like, life. I don't know. It's very interesting. They just have such a different way of doing things. They wake up late. Yeah. They go get a— they they put their jeans on right away. Yeah. They get their coffee. No sweats. No sweats. <laughs> it's illegal to wear your Lululemon outside of the house. Very illegal. I always think I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> like, <laughs> even when I'm going to Pilates and I have like a trench coat over it, I'm like, oh no, people will see. Literally, literally. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. And yeah. the days I do put my leggings on, I'm like, I'm only going to my coffee shop. It's fine. I'm I need going to like, place and we're coming back. I swear to God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like need to have like a little like self-talk with mm-hmm. myself, but yeah, it's so different. It's yeah. so different, but it's just, it's weird. I now I've adapted to this new... Parisian lifestyle of yeah. not necessarily incorporating that workout into my daily routine, but I've just found my community elsewhere and totally my friends elsewhere. And, and you're just, biking a ton, yeah. you're walking, you're obviously dancing lifestyle. literally at, like every single day except for one. So you've got a lot of other ways where you're you're getting that community, you're getting the dopamine, you're getting the physical activity. The Personally, I have just done 
Pilates mostly. Like one you're or big into your Pilates. Yeah, you it, love it. That studio that I've been going to is the closest to something in California. That okay, I experience reformer. Mm-hmm. I need to try it with. They you. even have the same machines. Perfect. The decor is similar. The schedule is similar. Perfect. Yeah, so we're gonna go to that. <laughs> I think Paris is getting into the workout yes. world through Pilates. I think so too. Pilates and I've noticed dance, which I'm really mm. excited about, like ballet themed fitness. Oh, interesting. Like ballet bar, like ballet stretch. Um, there's Wait, a place called Chez I Simone. I went to another place in like the Grand Boulevard area. Yeah. I'll have to like write all of this down because obviously okay. I want to go back to my ballet lessons this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think dance and Pilates are going to be a big access mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. because it just like think about it, the word ballet, like it feels so French. A hundred percent. Right. And like Pilates all is like very like slow and easy and, yep. and just relaxed, which also feels yep. very French, even though like you're getting stronger and you're working hard, but it's just, it's lower impact. It's more chill. Yeah. So I think that those are going to be really good access points. But the the girls who I've talked to, like the actual Parisians are loving Dinamo as well. So the spin class is big. I don't know if, I don't know if I'll be able to go back to spin. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I, was, I don't have that kind of I was cardio. a two to three soul cycle class a day, girly. Really? Yeah, which is not healthy. No one copy that formula. Please, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we were dealing with things. Like, oh <laughs> we were going through some things, but I was like, yeah, I would take doubles. Really? I would do like back to back or I would go morning and night. Um, you know, I worked at a soul cycle. I know. I, I remember this. You really we had this worked. conversation. Yeah, you were the front desk girly, I right? Fr- I was cleaning the toilets, oh my sweat God. towels. No. Spraying the shoes. <laughs> no. I did the dirty side of the spin oh, studios. yeah. Did you take class though? Yeah. Yeah. Th- that was like one of the benefits of working at the you front get desk. To, you get to do free classes. classes. And they are not cheap. They're not cheap. I think they're more expensive now, right? They, I think they've got to be like, they've got to be. $40. We're getting so in the weeds here now. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the culture here is different. I think for a long time, it was very hush-hush, especially for women yeah. to exercise. Like you would change, like you don't wear your workout clothes in the street. No. You don't tell people you're going to work out. No. You go do your workout. You change when you're there. You change before you leave. Yep. And it's like this kind of silent, it's like fight club, but for girls. Like <laughs> That's actually a funny way to put it. You're so right. And I think that's changing quite a bit, but I think that was like the vibe. Like yeah. you stay skinny or, you know, toned, whatever you want to yeah. call it, but you don't talk about it. Literally. And, and I think that is changing a little bit as far as I can tell. This is observational. I Y'all so. know I'm not French. Y'all know I didn't grow up here. So if I'm getting something wrong, feel free to tell me. But I think just from what I've read and observed and listened to with talking to people, mm-hmm. that's where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And so maybe in like a few years, it's going to be like the boom that we experienced. I think, I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. I think you might be right. We're just going to ride a second wave. <laughs> yeah. I really hope I'm here for that. And I yeah. really hope I'm here for when they open their first yeah, like hit. A- like, leave me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, we need an F45 here. We do. Yeah. I mean, but. I'm I'm ready for my little wellness renaissance right now. Yeah. COVID kind of messed that up for me a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. I think I'm getting back into it. Good. I mean, it disrupted the three a day soul cycle. You're so. pretty good though. You messaged me and you're like, oh, sorry, I was just in Pilates. I'm like, good for you. I was you like, caught me in like the throes of like January, like I should get my shit together. <laughs> I'll be like, it'll be like 10 a.m. and I'm like, yeah mid slumber. I'll like wake up and go to the washroom and I'll check my phone and Dom's like, sorry, I just got your message from last night. I just woke up or I just finished Pilates. I'm like, Pilates? I'm like, I went to bed three hours ago. We have very different schedules. Okay. I love this for you though. Thank you. The next step is uh, I'm going to make you come with me to a ballet class so I don't feel like (laughs) such a noob. I mean, I'll definitely feel like a noob next to you, but I'll be less intimidated if you're there. Our next phase. Okay. Sorry. I took us way into okay. the, the wellness weeds, but is there anything else from your 
immigration experience, expat experience yeah. here in Paris that you want to share with people or something interesting that you've experienced recently or another note you want to leave anyone I with? just think it's one of those things that like, obviously it goes to your head, like, should I move abroad for a year? Or like, should I go somewhere for like a longer period of time as opposed to just like a week travel? Obviously it's gone through my head as well. Like in high school, I was like, that would be kind of cool. But like, I also knew I wanted to like live elsewhere from where I grew up, which was Toronto. I wanted to live maybe Vancouver or maybe Montreal, but like Mm -hmm. my brain never went outside of Canada for some reason. That feels very normal. Like my brain didn't go outside of the US. And I think it's a very North American thing. We Mm -hmm. just think like, everything is in North America. For sure. I think that's I mean, mindset. it's huge. If it's you think huge. about it. Like, and the opportunity is endless. Yeah. I totally agree. And I'm so fortunate to be from a place like that. And I yeah. grew up feeling that way. But it's. I think it's just the mindset now looking mm-hmm. back and not living there. I'm like, I don't, know, I don't know why. When I think of like my graduating class from high school, I think there's the two of us that don't live in Canada. Wow. It's crazy. And oh, like, wow. not to just compare it to that, but like, yeah. I don't know that many people that go and live abroad. And the ones that do, I honestly have stayed in touch with because I'm like, please tell me your experiences. Totally. It's like a bonding experience. It's a bonding, a bonding yeah. experience. Even if I don't really talk to them about anything else, yeah. I'm like, where are you? Where, like, where are you now? Where are you like living? What right. are you doing? What's your experience? Yeah. Yep. Because I'm like, I will come visit you. Like, yeah. I just, I feel so much more worldly now mm-hmm. living abroad. And I th- could not recommend it more. To, even if you don't have a purpose of going somewhere, like if, like you said, like you, your job is yeah. in the, like America. Exactly. Everything is based I don't have a quote unquote States. purpose. Like I didn't have a dance company bringing me over here. Exactly. But this podcast and wait for it, TikTok. Why I like, that was the catalyst, right? Yeah. And like you, it had been something in my head that I didn't think could be real. Yep. It just seemed like that's so out of the range yep. of reality. Exactly. So if you're listening to us, like it's not out of your range. It's it's, it's really not. It and is the range. <laughs> for a split second, if you're like, wait, it actually is though. We're telling you it's actually not. Like yeah. it's really not. And I know that like, it's easy for me to say because I had a little mm. bit more of a purpose to move here and blah, blah, blah. But like the amount of people like come across you as one of them. I know so many people now in the city that are literally just here because they want to spend their days in Paris. Like yep. that's literally it. And yep. like, it is so, if you really, really want to do it, you'll make it happen. Like you don't need a savings. You don't need a, like you just figure it out. Yep. And I will link also some resources. If you are listening to this and you're like, okay, I feel inspired. First of all, so stoked that this would inspire you. But second, I'm going to leave those resources there for you. If you want to explore a little bit, I feel like I should probably put together a little sub stack or like blog post or something with like some steps of how to get going. 100%. If you're not coming for a job. 100%. (gasps) Cool. There's also a bunch of creators now on TikTok. Oh yeah, true. (laughs) Again. Shout out, follow us on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a lot of creators on TikTok that talk nonstop about this kind of stuff. Just like how to move, how to apply for a visa, how to live there for longer than your time that you can be outside of your own country or whatever it is. Totally. But yeah, I just think like taking away from my experience moving abroad it would just be like to recommend people like, just even if you don't have a plan, just pick a place and do it. Because when you go back to your, like when I go back to Canada now, I am like, this, this is amazing. This feels so good. Like you appreciate where you're from so much more. Oh, that's so special. And you're also seeing the world. So yeah. Yeah. If this is the catalyst for you, do it. Mm -hmm. Like someone said to me, if you don't do it now, you're always going to regret it. Mm -hmm. Don't regret it. Nope. The one thing that is not renewable in our lives is time. Mm -hmm. Don't waste your time. Totally agree. I totally, totally agree. Cool. cool. <laughs> Allie, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being Thank our you. first in-person Paris guest. Yay. I'm so happy for you. You're doing amazing things and I can't wait to see where 
your pod continues to grow too and all the things. Oh, and Freddie, oh my God, I just, I'm so, just so grateful for you. Thank, Thank you. You. <laughs> you need a Freddie, I need to bring you one. Oh my God. I would be I so honored. and Freddie's. Oh my God, I will totally record the shit out of that. <laughs> I'll bring you one. Okay, you're the best. Thank you, thank you, Yay. thank you. Thanks Yay. so much, Dom. I'm so happy you joined us today and I hope you felt like you were included in our conversation. If you're feeling inspired to move out of the country, whether it's to Paris or another place around the world that you've been dreaming of, do it and send us a message. You can find us both on TikTok or Instagram in the episode description. Also, be sure to check out Allie's new business and support one of the sisters of the This Is Fine community. Allie is sharing a 10% off discount with our listeners. Use code FREDDIE10, F-R-E-D-D-I-E, one zero for your discount at checkout. The website readyfreddyshop.com is linked in our episode description and show notes like everything else. Also, also, it's been a hot minute since I've shared some of my favorite things that I've been loving lately. So I'll keep this quick, but here you go. One, Nuke's Crêpe de Miel body wash. I feel like Cleopatra or some kind of golden glowing goddess when I use this in the shower, like I'm being bathed in honey, like this gorgeous, but like not sticky, you know what I'm saying? Like just beautiful, I can't even put it into words. I guess that's my job. I should try harder. Anyway, this is my new favorite thing. I'm obsessed. I got the jumbo size, 750 milliliter, like the Costco size pump bottle on sale at a pharmacy here for about 13 bucks USD. So if you are at a pharmacy in France anytime soon, definitely take advantage of that price cut, but you can get it in the US as well. Two, Memo Paris fragrances. I have been wearing Odeon, the Paris exclusive in these colder months, and I feel like an elegant Parisian princess whenever I do. It is an amber tonka rose, and I just feel so sincerely beautiful and exquisite whenever I wear this. It's just stunning. I also own Sintra, and if you remember the Perfume Smasher Pass episode, that one was a love at first sniff for me. If you haven't heard that episode, go back right now. Three, the Susanna Conway Word of the Year PDF. This changed my life last year. I used it again this year to make a theme and a mood board for 2024. I am linking for you now, just trust me. Four, the song Red Wine Supernova by Chapel Roan has been on repeat for a couple of weeks now. I hope you feel as much joy as I do when I listen to it. That's all for now. Sending big hugs and gros bisous from Stella and me in Paris. See you next time, a bientôt, bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Paris with Emmy Award-winning sound designer, Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com.